$1.5 trillion. Unsurprisingly, as I write these words, the federal government hit its debt ceiling, sparking demands from the Obama administration to raise the ceiling even higher. Congress has proven no more responsible than President Obama. For decades, members of Congress have resorted to perpetual deficit spending to keep and expand all the government programs demanded by their influential supporters and other special interests. Due to all this unsustainable spending, eventually the federal government will be forced to either increase taxes or inflate the currency to stave off fiscal insolvency. Either of those moves which are only short-term fixes anyway, will severely degrade the liberty and prosperity of the taxpayers. Even if Congress and the President somehow agreed on a balanced budget, it would undoubtedly prove to be another short-term fix. History shows there is nothing more impermanent than a balanced budget. For example, look at New Jersey. After taking office in 2010, Governor Chris Christie erased an estimated $11 billion budget deficit almost entirely through spending cuts. Thanks to Christie's policies, by May 2011, New Jersey's economy was turning around, and the state treasurer projected the Garden State would rake in half a billion dollars in extra tax revenue. And what was the reaction of the Democrat-controlled New Jersey legislature? Did its members hail Christie for his fiscal rectitude? Of course not. In fact, they cited the unexpected tax windfall as proof that the state didn't need austerity. The governor has balanced his budgets on the backs of the middle class. Now this gives us an opportunity to undo that, said State Senator Paul Sarlow. Assembly Budget Committee Chairman Lou Greenwald, seemingly rendered incoherent by his dismay at a balanced budget, insisted the extra tax money should be used to restore some of the pain caused by Christie's spending cuts. Eventually, the decision on how to use the extra tax revenue was largely taken out of Christie's hands. The New Jersey Supreme Court apparently agreeing there was no need for austerity, ordered Christie to increase education funding by $500 million, the same amount as the estimated tax windfall. The trend is the same on the federal level. Congress balanced the budget in the late 1990s, but look where we are now. Far from permanently enshrining responsible spending policies, a balanced budget more often ushers in a new spending spree, as politicians feel absolutely obligated to spend themselves back into deficits. With our government incapable of staving off our looming fiscal doomsday, we have reached the point where we need to adopt a far-reaching structural reform that will provide not a short-term fix, but a long-term solution to the kind of reckless overspending and expansion of federal power that now threaten our republic. While statutory reforms will prove both helpful and necessary, we need something stronger, a permanent mechanism that restricts Congress's spending authority. This book argues that a balanced budget amendment is the solution for extricating America from our fiscal crisis, 
and for limiting the size and scope of government. Conservatives sometimes argue that passing such an amendment, though desirable, is politically impossible. I used to think so myself, and in fact I thought the entire idea of emphasizing constitutional issues to be a losing political platform, until I got elected to the U.S. Senate on just such a platform. Here's how my campaign unfolded. In early 2009, I found myself wondering what would become of the Republican Party and of the conservative cause in general. America had just elected a liberal Democrat to the White House and had increased the Democrats' majorities in both houses of Congress. The Democrats' agenda was clear. More government spending, bigger and more intrusive government, socialized medicine, rising deficits, and a belief.